message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Hallelujah. Okay, let me ask you a question this morning. If you disappear now and you appear at the gate of heaven, and Peter asks you, who was your neighbor in church? What will you say? <laughs> Please get to know the person to your right and to your left, so that in case uh, <laughs> you will have an answer. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the blessing of being in your house. Thank you for the church we've had already. Father, we come with our hearts open. We pray that you will speak to us. Lord, I pray that you will help me this morning, that your word will come by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare that every heart here is a fertile ground. Your word will grow and bear fruit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have you come to church with your Bibles? I'm sure you have. Please open them with me to the book of Galatians chapter 6 and Luke chapter 9. Galatians 6, Luke 9. We'll start reading from Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Luke chapter 9, verse 62. I want us to read together. It's on the screen. Let's read together Luke 9, 62. One, two, read. But Jesus said to him, No one is fit for the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. We started talking about Christian character from last week. And we say that uh, our character as Christians is very, very critical to everything we do and in our lives, especially now in our drive for evangelism and inviting people to church. That is important as Christians that we have good character because we must be attractive to the people we are inviting. And if we don't have good character, guess what? We will be repelling them, not attracting them. A lot of people will look at the attitude and the character of Christians to decide whether they want to join, whether they want to become Christians or not. And if what you have is not good, why will they desire it? Why will they want it? So it's important for you and I to have good character. And that is why we are talking about what we are talking, so that as we, as we market the gospel, it will really show that we believe in the product we are marketing. And the best way to show that you believe in what you are marketing is that you are doing it or you are using it. So we need our, the world to know that, yes, we believe in this word and we practice it and it is seen in our character. The other way around will chase the people away. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. It did not say, let your light so shine before men that they may hear your good works or that they may hear your gospel or that you will preach to them, but that they will see your good works, which means that there is a message that is seen and not heard. There's a message that is seen and not heard. Like we say in the care group system, that, is the, that the music of the gospel must precede the words of the gospel. And so before they hear, let them see. And for a lot of people, what they see is even more important than what they hear. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2, Message Bible. It says, You yourself are all the endorsement we need. Your very lives are a letter that anyone can read. By just looking at you. Your very life 
in case you don't know, people are reading you. When they say this one is a Christian, this one goes to church, this one prays, you immediately, becomes a, you immediately become a letter. And people begin to read you. They say they read you just by looking at you. They have read the letter. And in their minds, this gospel that you are telling them about is what you are living. Our lives, therefore, is important what the unsaved see. And in the seat of that is our character. The character we are talking about today that must be seen in our lives as Christians and that we need to develop, if we don't have it, is commitment. Commitment. What is commitment? Commitment is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity. State or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity. It is something which regularly takes up your time because of the agreement you have made or in responsibility or a responsibility that you have. It means doing that thing and not giving up, regardless of what you feel or any reason that tells you not to. It also means making certain decisions in advance, irrespective of future circumstances. You are not thinking, whatever it is that will happen in the future, I make this decision. And whether or whether not, I will keep it. It's the quality of doing and staying the same for a long time and not changing. And not changing. So commitment binds you irrevocably to a cause that you believe. It binds you irrevocably. What does it mean to be irrevoc irrevocably? It means irreversibly. It cannot be reversed. So you make that promise, you make that pledge, you take that oath, guess what? If you are a committed person, it means you will never reverse it. You will not change it. You are going to do it forever. You make that decision and it stays with you permanently. It cannot be changed. Honoring your commitment is part of your character. It's a quality that attracts people to you and enhances your relationship and opportunities. Failing to honor your commitments will tarnish your image and have a negative effect on your reputation. By honoring your commitment, you create a strong foundation that will support you and your endeavors. As a result, you'll be recognized as a person of integrity and character, someone others can trust. Your life works to the degree you keep your agreements. Your life will work to the degree that you honor your commitments, it will work to the degree that you keep your promises. It will work to the degree that you honor your agreements. In other words, your commitment will limit your life. Your commitment will decide, will determine how far you will go in life. If you are a very committed person, you will go far. If you are not, you will not go far. It sets a ceiling in your life. Commitment and involvement, however, are not the same. You can be involved and not be committed. You can be involved in a group, but in a team, you are committed because there is a goal to achieve. Commitment and involvement. And that is why if you are involved in a marriage, you contribute. But if you are committed to a marriage, you give your life. If you are involved in a church or in a ministry, you make your contributions. But you are, if you are committed, you give your very life for it. Whatever you are committed to, you commit wholly. You hand over your entire life. You give all for it. But if you are just involved in it, the problem we have in the society today is that in the organizations we, we, we work, in the marriages we are, in our different relationships, we, we are just involved. When it gets down to the time for commitment, we run away. That is why some people, till today, they, live, they will tell you, for the rest of my life, I'm going to live single. Or we'll just stay as, as partners. No commitment. Just involvement. But when you 
committed, you take it to the next level. Praise the Lord. Our God is a God of commitment. He is a God of commitment. The Bible says that our Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Have you ever imagined that this God is the same for maybe trillion and trillion of years? The same. The same. Ten trillion years BC, the same. Five trillion years BC, still the same. You wait again, one trillion years BC, the same. One billion years BC, he's still the same. One thousand years AD, he's the same. Two thousand years plus AD, he's still the same. Still the same. Israel will go to Egypt, they will, they, they, they will stay in Egypt for 400 years and then be released, he's still the same. The rest will be parted to be come back together, he's still the same. Jericho will be removed and burned down and destroyed completely, he's still the same. Nebuchadnezzar will rise and fall, he's still the same. Herod will rise and fall, he's still the same. Napoleon will come with his own and pass. He's still the same. Saddam Hussein will come and he will go. This God is still the same. A butcher will bring his own. After he has finished and gone, this God, they can't pay in no day change. It doesn't change. Seasons come, seasons go. He's still the same. The same God. Look at this commitment to creation. Let there be light. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. And there was light. From that day. From that day till today. That word has not fallen to the ground. He has remained committed to the word he spoke. And so it was, let there be light. And that word has been light. Genesis, light. Adam and Eve, light. Noah will come, light. Abraham, light. Uh, 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 Isaiah, light. Malachi, light. The time Jesus came, light. The early church, light. Nigeria and all the things that are happening, light and light. That light has remained. Let there be light has never ceased. Rainy season, dry season, wherever you go, whatever happened, cold, winter, heat, and everything happening, flood, tsunami, all happening, light. It has never seen. He spoke it and is committed to it. It will not change. Genesis chapter, chapter 8 verse 22. As long as the earth remains, seed Time and harvest shall not cease. Today, you go to Scandinavia, plant a seed, it will bring fruit. Go to the Kalahari Desert, seed time and harvest. Go to the Arabian Peninsula, seed time and harvest. Go to the savannas, seed time and harvest. Go to the forest, seed time and harvest. As long as he said, it shall never cease. And he has held it together and it has never changed. The God of commitment is the God of commitment. Look at his commitment to relationship that he has with man. He says, I'm going to have a relationship with man. From the beginning, he set out that man and I will run the world together and we will be in a relationship. The devil came and spoiled it in the very place. The very place where Adam committed that error. In that very place, he slaughtered an animal to cover them, to begin the process of restoring that relationship. He said, I'm committed to this relationship. Even though it looks like you have spoiled it, because I'm committed to it, I will correct it. And immediately, the plan for salvation started. And God restored man till Jesus came and brought us back to him. Committed to a relationship with us. How much committed you are to the relationships in your life? How committed are you, are you to your marriage? 
How committed are you to that place you walk? His commitment to a relationship with us. You know, it came a time that the Bible says God regretted that he created and that he made man. That was how heartbroken. You know, some of us sometimes we say that uh, I am heartbroken, so this relationship is dead. The person has done this, has done that, has done. The Bible says God regretted <laughs> that he made man, but he has made a commitment. Irrespective of the regret, the relationship goes on. Irrespective. I regret that I marry him. Be marrying him as you are regretting. <laughs> but you have committed to it. Regret all you want. But stay in it. That is your God. That is your God. Because half of what we've done to him, we've not done to ourselves. He regretted that he made man. Yet... He kept that commitment to keep a relationship with man. I regret signing for this company. Why am I even working here? For now, you are here. And this is where you work. God, God, God demands commitment fully. Even though a mistake you make, where you they work there, Abby? But you did there. <laughs> Commit there with all the regrets and give your best. It does not change your, your promise to say, I will give my best in this place. What about the Lord Jesus Christ? He was committed to going to the cross. He had all the excuses and all the reasons to deter him. He said, I'm going. I'm going to that cross because when the call was made, who shall go for us? I said, I will go. I have answered the call. I am going all the way. Luke chapter 9, verse 51. Amplified classic. Luke 9, 51. He said, now when the time was almost come for Jesus to be received up. Now this is a beautiful way to say it. The actual way to say it is, now when the time was almost come for Jesus to die. That's what it means. <laughs> He steadfastly and determinedly set his face to go to Jerusalem. What a determination. You know, when the time has come, when the time is close, you will think that that's the time for him to run away. That will be the time for him to what? To dodge. That's the time for him to be hiding. But the time came, he said, I have set my face. They will imprison you. I have set my face. They will arrest you. I have set my face. They are going to hang you on the cross. I have set my face. They will disgrace you. I have set my face. There is shame waiting for you ahead. I have set my face and I am not changing. Some of us, we commit to do something, but because it looks like we are going to be ashamed, we renege. No. He said, I am going all the way because I have committed to do it. That is the God that we have. And that was his life. No wonder the Bible says that God has given him a name that is higher than every other name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus. See, commitment will take you to a place where you will be so honored. Eh? Look at Joseph. Look at David. Look at Daniel. Commitment, giving themselves wholly irrespective. Just like Jesus, they were honored at the end because they gave their whole. They gave their whole. Thomas Edison, the man behind the electric bulb, you know how many times he tried? How many times did he try? Over 1,000. How many of us have been committed to anything and we tried 100 times? Just 100 times. <laughs> you try once, it fails. Number two, it fails. Tenth time, it fails. Fifty times, it fails. Till you get, got to one, 100. Over 1,000. Over 1,000. That is why he is known today. Because he committed himself to a cause and refused to change. It must take you to the place of honor. All the time. 
Michael Jordan, a man I consider the greatest basketball player to ever lived, he said, I missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost over 300 games. 26 times I have been trusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. And that is why I succeed. Even God himself, the, th the thing where he started to do, say the thing fail. God himself. The plan failed. He came up with plan B. Is it not? Uh -uh. So why do you want to be a Mr. Perfectionist? This one, you try this one, oh, you know the work, you leave them. Try this one, oh, you know the work, you leave them. You say, okay, today, now this one, oh, now estate agent, you leave them. Tomorrow, you say, okay. <laughs> Nobody has ever become outstanding in life without commitment. Nobody. Nobody. We said earlier that uh, one of the definitions of uh, commitment is doing the same thing for a long time without changing. So that calls for what? Consistency. Consistency. At the heart of commitment is consistency. Is consistency. Look at Noah. <laughs> Have you ever thought about this Noah very well? God called Noah and said, you are going to build a, an ark and a big ship. And rain is going to come. Noah started. One year, he was doing it. Two years, he was doing it. Three years, he was doing it. Ten years, he was still building. And... The rain that he was talking about, he has never seen it. Oh. He has never seen it. I did not see anywhere where they said a group of people came to lend a helping hand to Noah, like, like Nehemiah. No. The man was on his own, about 100 years or so, doing one thing. And so I can imagine Noah taking his hammer and his nail, whatever he used. Kong, 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 one year. He that promise is faithful. Kong, 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 five years. He that promise is faithful. Kong, 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 20 years. He that promise is faithful. Kong, 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 50 years. He that promise is faithful. Oh, my back. Anyway, I stand up. He that promise is faithful. Ah, my hand is tired. You know, sometimes tiredness is the reason. Oh, I will continue. He that promise is faithful. Oh, I can't take it anymore, but I continue. He that promise is faithful. Why? Because God has spoken and he knows the character of the God that has spoken. And he said, I will stay at it. I will stay at it. And see, anytime God sees God, he's attracted to it. God is a God of commitment. Anytime he sees commitment, he sees a type of him. He sees his self in you. So you attract him. There is no body that has shown commitment that did not draw God. He says that my word that I have spoken will never come back empty. Keep working it until you see it. Keep working it until you see it. That is a Christian with character. I have seen it in the word of God. God has told me I will stay at it. I can imagine people. Yabinim, if he comes from some of the places in Nigeria, if he comes from a place like my village, all these drunkards, when they are coming back from their drinking parlor, they will create a song for Noah. <laughs> they will create a song for Noah. And I can imagine them coming and saying, they say, hey, this old man, oh, oh, this old man. What do we do with him? We have called pastors to deliver him. It didn't work. We went to Malam to come and pray for him. That didn't work. We called Babalao to come and do his thing. It didn't work. We have prayed for God to send angels to come and remove this man. Noah, what are you doing? My God has spoken. I will continue. My God has spoken. I will stay at it. His neighbor will come and say, my son, you see that old man before you were born. In fact, on the day of your naming ceremony, that was when he started building this thing. Now you have a grandfather. He's still building it. Share you the see and they tell you about this Noah. Noah will continue. 
Noah, what did you say is the name of that thing that will come? He said, it's rain. Eh. Noah, have you ever seen it? I have not seen it, though. My God has said. My God has said. Look at Abraham, Romans chapter 4, verse 20. God gave Abraham a word. And what happened? At the end of the day, God said, he, the Bible said, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. 21. And being fully convinced that he, had, he that had promised, he was also able to perform. So Abraham's neighbors, when they come out, they will say, hi, uh, this old man has gone to the river again. Oh. He's there talking to son. <laughs> the old man don't start again. Increase, don't begin again. If they talk to son, Abraham will go and they say, Father, I thank you that my children will be like the son of the sea. Son of the sea. Say, Did you hear what he was saying? He's talking about something like sons. And that's what he was saying. Huh? Is he thinking that he's going to have children? That's why he did talk, oh. Just wait, you will see another thing. Yeah, see him counting stars. Counting stars. Let's go close and hear what he's saying. Father, I thank you for Isaac. I thank you for Jacob. I thank you for Joseph. I thank you for Jude. What is he saying? He's calling names of his children. What? Now, dying wife, where don't fall, finish. Now, now the one where go give her children, she's the one. No. He said that the child will come from her. What? Abraham remained, said, The Lord has spoken. I am, as he's committed, I am committed. When commitment meets commitment, it gives birth to fruit. God is, speaks it and is committed to it. If you show commitment, the two of you will collide. And that thing will give way. The power of your commitment. The power of your commitment. Apart from being committed to what God has said, you also need to be committed to your words. Be committed to your words. Be committed to your promises, to your pledges, to your vows. Be committed. We know the story of Ruth and Naomi. She married Ruth and uh, Orpha, married Naomi's sons. Daughter, he lost to Elimelech. And then the sons died. What separated Ruth and Orpha? What made Ruth to have a book named after her in the Bible? And we never heard of Orpha again. What separated them? Ruth chapter 1 verse 16. Ruth 1 16. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or turn back from following after you. Notice that the law allows Ruth. Ruth was free to go because her husband was dead. But she said, not to leave you or turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. Why are you telling me to go back to my land? I became an Israelite the day I married your son. Your people shall be my people. Some of us here, you married a Yoruba man, but you don't like Yoruba people. It happens so. People marry people who don't like their tribe. I don't know how it works. Are they, are they, are they? I hope you are not planning to give our son your name in Yoruba language. We want a janded name for our son. Okay. Now you be the man now. <laughs> your people shall be my people. Your God, my God. Verse 17. Where you die, now there I go die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me. It's like... Mm. Mm. If anything but death parts you and me. So when she made this commitment, in fact, the Bible says that Naomi just tried to discourage her. I cannot give birth to a son that you'll be able to marry. If you look at me, God has dealt bad with me. There is nothing good about me again. Go to your place. He said, I know they go anywhere. 
Then what happened? Then what happened? Second Chronicles 16:9 will explain it to us. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Fully committed to him. The eyes of the Lord running, looking for people that are showing commitment. He's looking for it because that's who he is. I need to show myself strong on somebody's behalf. I need to exercise myself. I need to show my power in somebody's life. And I'm looking for somebody that has commitment. I'm looking for somebody. Give me message Bible. Message Bible, this same verse. God is always on the alert, constantly on the lookout for people who are totally committed to him. Looking on the alert. Let's look. Let's look. Let's look. So as God was looking, he saw Come on. I can hear the sound of commitment in Elimelech's house. There is a commitment that is too strong to be ignored. Angel Gabriel, Angel Michael, go check. Who is that? They went and checked. They would say, ah, God, don't even worry. Don't worry. She's not an Israelite. She's a Moabite. Forget it. God says, no, the commitment is too strong for me to ignore. She's not an Israelite, but the commitment cannot allow me pass. My eye has gone and gone. It has caught commitment, and we must find the records. Who is that woman? Who is that woman? They say she's rude. Ah, what do we do with her? We need to honor her commitments. Hey, well, God, now the one honorable place that you have reserved is for those that will be in the lineage of Jesus Christ. I think she qualifies. No, with her Moabite blood. How can she enter the lineage of Jesus Christ? God says her commitment has caused her to enter. Her commitment has caused her to enter. See, every time, the Bible says, do not grow weary in doing good, that at the end you will reap. See, that is a promise. So. It's a promise. There is a reaping at the end of every commitment. If you are committed in that place where you work, eh, that place will reward you. The word of God cannot fail. It cannot. Ah, is there any maltreatment like the one Joseph was receiving? No. But with all the bad treatment, they were maltreating Joseph. Because he was committed in that place. God had to honor him in that place. So the problem is not that this is my organization says they know they treat people well. Mm -mm. If you show commitment there, it will be between you and God. He will lift you. Ah, what happened to Ruth? Ruth was lifted from gleaning to become the owner of the farm. It's like you are a cleaner, a person washing toilets in the hotel. Once in a while you go, in fact, now casual worker you be, as a cleaner in the toilet, and then God leaves you, and the owner of the hotel marries you. Ah, talk about settlement. At the end of serious commitment, there is always fruit. There's always, you will reap if you do not lose heart. You will reap if you do not lose heart. And so I decided to look up the word was in the marriage covenant. For better, for worse. I decided to look up the meaning of the word was. You know, in fact, we said it romantically. That is the aspect we put a lot of romance inside. I will love you for better, for worse. As if that was his one romantic word. Okay, so what is the meaning of words? To be more inferior quality. Ah. More inferior value or condition. He said, this man in condition don't change. Uh, now the words be that, what you promised to. He used to be very rich, oh, plenty money. Now, now condition they make refuge, Ben, no, condition don't change. Me, my, I go, Ben. 
Now the thing you say for us, he said inferior condition. <laughs> More unfavorable, difficult. Unpleasant or painful. What you are saying is for better or for pain. That's what it means, though. Literally. It's obvious you don't like me right now, but that is, now you talk and now you say for better for us. <laughs> That's what it means. It means I am ready for it. It says commitment is to make a promise about the future irrespective of the outcome. That is commitment. So Ruth said, I have married into this family and I married well. And I will be here. <laughs> Even though the object of her commitment was gone, this, she held on to the substance of her commitment. The man was gone, but she said, I made a vow, a pledge, and I will stay here. I'm not saying that if your husband dies, you cannot marry. I am bringing out a principle, a lesson from her life. She stayed there. I tell people that marriage is like jumping into the ocean. When you're going to get married, there are two things you are allowed to test. One, test that the, this one is water. This ocean, what is inside is water. That's one. Two, test the temperature of the water. That the temperature of this water, I can stand it. Based on the temperature and my own temperature. That is a, a, a teaching for another day. But you, take, you check these two things. Then you dive in. That's the only thing you check. What you find inside the ocean. Eh? You don't dive. Whatever you find is your own. If you find beautiful, beautiful jelly, jelly, jellyfish, you jelly, 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 jelly. You find, you see beautiful, beautiful, beautiful golden fish. Oh, beautiful golden fish. You find beautiful vegetation. Ah, fine. Inside the sea. If you go down there and you see crocodile, you see crocodile. If you dive there and you see hippopotamus. Now hippopotamus, you don't see inside. You go inside and you see a shark. Guess what? Now shark, you go deal with. You go there, you see a whale. You are doing whale. Ah, whale, whale, whale. The whale comes with his teeth at you like that. And then after a while, you see a seal. And you'll be playing with that seal. And then you see octopus. It will come with the different, different hands. And then you see crap. Everything under that sea. That one is called your own sea. If you do everything you are going to do with them, and then you swim, come above the water, you show your head, you smile. <laughs> you smile. You say, hello. Thank you very much. How is your own sea? Ah, I'm inside my own sea. And you go back again. Yeah, you go back again. Because the ladder you used to jump inside has been removed. <laughs> it has been removed. So you deal with your sea. There's no way out, though. You don't enter. The thing where you find, now your portion. Now your portion. You stay with it. You say the price that I gave for that item. I'm going to do something for Pastor Sass. So Pastor Sass, this thing is going, I'm going to do this cupboard for you. It's 20,000. And he gives me 20,000. I go to the market, a maker tells me that price, price don't change. Nah, you, know, you know they listen to the news that dollars has an a increase. You see, dollars has an increase, what thing happen? Price has changed. 20,000 naira work is now 22. A man of honor and commitment will say, I will dip my hand in my pocket. Get extra money and add, because I have promised Pastor Osas I will deliver this job at 20,000. You dip your hand, add that money, and take it back to him. What happens to you after that is between you and the God of commitment. You are not going to come and say, ah, what's the size? You know, say dollar don't increase, though. Uh, price now, everything don't change. You know, they do, you are going back on your words. I'm going to bring your clothes Sunday morning. I know you are going to use it for church. It will come by 5 a.m. 
I will make sure that I bring it. <laughs> then is Sunday evening, Saturday evening, and then Chief Abriba brings you clothes, and it's 500,000 to do his work. Angelina's work is there, 5,000 naira. You are going to kill yourself. Kill yourself. Do all night. And make sure you deliver Angelina's cloth because you promise. What happens to the 500,000 naira you lost is between you and the God of commitment. That is the Christian character. I have promises I will deliver it. You say, why did you say that? Why did you say that? Psalm 15 verse 4. In whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord? He who swears to his own heart and does not change. He promised to his own heart and he doesn't change. He commits to his own heart and doesn't change. He pledges to his own heart and not change. Which means that honoring my commitment is better to me than getting hurt. I honor my commitment above getting hurt. You commit to do anything, you are saying that whatever it will take me, I can lose, I can suffer, I can get hurt, I can become broke, I can lack, but I would rather do that than to go back on my words. That is the kind of person God is looking for. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You have to show that you honor your words. Some people have not committed to anything. Their life is just, as you see, and I saw you, they get up. Today, we na business, Dubai. Tomorrow is Sokoto. Next tomorrow is a lecturer. Following week, he is an estate agent. <laughs> Another week, he is a consultant. Today, he is in Church of Mountain Angelina, Mountain High International. Tomorrow, he is in binding, casting, and losing international ministries. The following week, he received a revelation that angels are it. So he moves to angelic ministry. The following, he realized that everything rises and falls on prayer. So he goes to prayer house. Another day, he finds out that everything is in the world. So he went to the church of the definition of the interpretation of the word of God to the revelation of the inside of what is happening in the Bible International. And he joins that church. The Bible says those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. What does it mean? It shows commitment and consistency. Those who are consistent in one place for a long time shall flourish. That same God that honors consistency will see. The same way Ruth attracted him. Same way Daniel attracted him. Same way David attracted him. We see that this one can stay. This one, Kakai, even an evil man, he sees you every day you are begging him. Every day you are begging him. You refuse to go. Ah, uh -uh. You do that for 10 years. <laughs> how about, no matter how evil the man be, he could do something now. Just for the sake of the fact that you refuse to go. How much more God? But some of us, you know me, I make ah, DTS. Ah, fantastic. Oh, praise the Lord. Membership class. Oh, I thank God. I'm in the worship team. Yippee. Thank God. Oh. Then rehearsal. Tomorrow rehearsal. Next tomorrow, another rehearsal. Then the following day, rehearsal. Then after you work hard, oh, you are ready to come and deliver this song. Then they change you and put somebody else. Those who are planted. You are sick, oh, the caregiver that refused to visit you. <laughs> I thought they say we are people who care. I came to this church because I could touch the love of God. 
And now they have shown me, I know, I know they do serve. In fact, I'm going to another church. Or you are I'm going to another care group. That care group, the way they are behaving. I saw it on the update. It looks like they are shiny, shiny. Every sea has a crocodile inside though. So they, we want to eat our cake and have it. There is nothing like that in life. There is no life where you will eat your cake and have it. Jesus didn't have that when he was here. He had to choose. He had to choose. You want the prayer of that church. You want the worship of that church. You want the preaching of that church. You want the orderliness of that church. You want the excellence of that church. You want the cleanliness of that church. So you want to combine all. So today you uproot, you go here. You uproot, you go here. You uproot, you go here. At the end of this service, some of you are running to... <laughs> so, <laughs> a tree that stays in the Kalahari Desert will flourish better than a tree that uproots itself from a fertile ground to another fertile ground to another fertile ground to another fertile ground. You can't live your life like that. No. Because you need to show commitment. Be committed to a church. Be committed to a ministry. Be committed to serving God. Be committed to giving. I will I'll go. They do this title until it works. Do not get tired. At the end, you will reap. So I end with this story. The chicken and the cow decided that uh, they were going to look for a business to do. So they set out. They were looking around, looking around. What are we going to do? What's the next thing to do? So they saw this restaurant calling for partners. Fried egg and corned beef restaurant. So the cow and the chicken were looking. They said, ah, let's go. The chicken was excited. Yippee! This is what I've been looking for. Oh, let's go, let's go. No, 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 no. The cow paused. Went into deep prayers. Prayed and prayed and prayed for a long time. They said, let me declare three days of fasting. Fasted for three days. At this point, the chicken, all its feathers are falling out out of frustration and anger. This guy can waste somebody's time. Let's just go and do it. See, opportunity to make money. What's your problem? After all, fried egg and corned beef is the hot thing in town right now. And the cow looks at him and says, chicken, you don't know what this is. I have to call my wife. He called his wife. This is what I want to do. Go ahead, baby. Call the children. This is what I want to do. Go ahead with all your power. Call his pastor. He said, shoot. And he said, now we are ready to go. And the chicken said, why do you have to do all that? He said, Mr. Chicken, for you, you are only going to participate. For you, you will only donate eggs. For me, I will have to be committed. I will have to give my life. The egg will require you to lay eggs to, for fried egg, but to have corned beef, they will have to use my meat. So for me, I have to show commitment. I have to show commitment. That is what it will take to bring that out. And you know what? Not only God is looking for commitment, committed people everywhere. As rotten as the world and our nation is, eh, they will never stop looking for loyal and faithful people. Never. The opportunity will always come. We cannot be as rotten as Egypt now when Joseph rose or at uh, Persia when Daniel came to power. No. They stood out. You can stand out. And guess what? The Bible says that your life will be the Bible that people will read and they will glorify your Father who is in heaven. Let's bow down our heads as we pray. I want you to pray for yourself. All of us need help. We need the help of God. 
pray this morning and ask the Lord to help you. Ask God to help you. Ask him to help you with your promises, with your pledges, with your commitments. Some of you have signed the commitment letter after DTS to always be in church. You are not. You committed to God, you, I will always do my devotion. You are not. You've committed that I will always do my exercise. As little as that, you are not. Commitment. Pray for yourself. Ask that God will help you. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.